You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This this is the Blue Horseshoe with your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome back into the latest edition of the Blue Horseshoe podcast. George Bremer, Ryan Hickey here with you. Last week, we kind of highlighted a few players we were watching to see what kind of impact they'd make in a potential win for the Colts. I was saying Naeem Hines. He had an impact on the first drive. Then really, it kind of was MIA the rest of the game here. What player this week are you looking at to where, you know, if the Colts are going to win, they're going to need this player to step up. Offense, defense, you can go whichever way you want here. Which kind of player are you looking at that's going to have to have a big impact for India this week? I'm going to go with Stefan Gilmore, you know, former defensive Ooh. player of the year. Uh, he's one of those guys that I think can kind of change a game like this. He can maybe get a, a pick or two and, you know, make that splash play we were talking about earlier that gets the crowd going. Uh, I'm going to go with Stefan Gilmore. I like that one, and you're right. I mean, this is – with how much the Chiefs spread it around uh, the ball, you're going to need Stephon Gilmore to at least try to take one side of the field away and limit where Patrick Mahomes is going. I like that one a lot. I'm going to go a position group instead. I'm going to kind of cheat a little bit. I'm going to go the tight end position room. Because you even look at last week in a short, simple size when at least the Chargers play the Chiefs, one guy had a lot of success for the Chargers was Gerald Everett. You know, six catches, 71 yards. He was a problem where the Chiefs constantly had issues matching up with him size-wise. Now you're not going to have Willie Gay, which is, you know, a linebacker who's flying all around the field. Really good cover linebacker. Also, you know, run stuffer as well for the Chiefs. He's missing this game. So whether it's Mo Ali Cox, especially Kylan Granson, you're going to need, I think, at least one, maybe both, to really kind of have an impact for the first time this season. Make, you know, two, three, four plays where they're making one guy miss and taking, you know, a ball up the seam or, or taking a short pass, breaking a tackle and making a run here. Because if anything, we've seen, even if Michael Pittman, let's say, does play, I think it's fair to say, even he's on the field, he's not going to be anywhere near 100% with that quad injury. So his presence will be nice. But still, won't be like you know week one uh, Michael Pittman where he was kind of you know still the go-to guy. So you're still going to need someone else outside of Michael Pittman Jr. to step up for the receivers. I don't I don't know about you, George. I really after watching last week can't feel confident in anyone. You know I think I've given up and jumped off the Paris Campbell train where he's had opportunities. You know Ashton Doolin has made you know nice of what has been so far his opportunities. But when you look at the big uh, bodies that the Colts have in in Mo Ali Cox and Kylan Granson, especially providing big targets, and those are two guys where if the Colts are going to win this game, one area they can exploit is the tight end mismatch that they'll have over this Chiefs defense. Yeah, I agree. And also, if one of them taps out, you know, if he starts, don't don't run a end zone play for him. I, I think well, that would, you know, I, I think the Chargers may have, have erred in that regard. 
Yeah, that's a good point where that pick six was uh, because of a gas gelled ever. You're right about that. Yeah, if Molly Cox says, hey, I'm a little tired, Frank, please get him out or don't drop a play to throw to him. That is for sure. All right, George, we are one for one right now on our season picks. We got the last week uh, prediction right in both picking the Jaguars. Unfortunately, right about this one. Who are you going to go with here to win this game in week number three? I'm going to go with Kansas City 38 to 14. 38 to 14. I really want to sit here. Last or earlier in the week, we did an optimistic pod where I was trying to look at the bright side, try to, you know, at least paint a, a brush of positivity that the season's not over. Six and a half points spread here. The Chiefs are favored on the road. I can't feel much better. I'll go 31 17, uh, a two touchdown game, you know, but to your point right now, Gus Bradley's defense has given me zero reason to believe that they could slow down Patrick Holmes. I hope, George, it's gamesmanship. I really do. But you hear Gus Bradley earlier this week talking about how he was kind of pushing back on the narrative and the notion that his defense has had trouble slowing down Patrick Holmes and he was kind of citing some stats that really were just flatly incorrect uh, when trying to talk about how his defense for the Raiders last year did a good job slowing down the Chiefs offense when, in fact, it did not. Again, I hope he's just kind of playing coy and saying, oh, yeah, we're not going to really change anything when, in fact, that he is. But I right now have no reason to believe that this this Bradley defense, which has had tons of opportunities to go against Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs offense, to slow him down, and they have not. I don't think this is going to you know be a Colts defense, especially if Shaq Leonard can't play. They're not going to be slowing down this Chiefs offense whatsoever. And offensively, like there's really no reason right now to think this Colts offense can snap out of it. I mean, you hope that they can establish Jonathan Taylor. You hope the offensive line can get it together. Like I don't even know what needs to happen to be honest. It's just a motivation thing. It's just like you know, uh, five guys playing as one sort of, sort of, you know, rally cry, but there's how much line gives you no reason right now to believe they can either protect Matt Ryan or run the ball, which on a tailor to establish the run and keep Patrick Holmes off the field. It's hard to be optimistic, especially this matchup that this Colts team will even make it competitive. I hate to say it. I really do. But like 31, 17, if they can even be a little generous, giving them 17 points right now. I mean, that's, we, we talked about it, you know, at the end of the show on the, on the last podcast. And, and I said, you need to see it on the field. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not trying to be negative to be negative. I honestly, my default settings, not to be negative. Usually I'm more the guy like, Hey, it's not as bad as it looks, you know, bring some things in here, just give them some time. Uh, but you just haven't seen enough yet. I mean, that's, I think this is probably the most obvious thing I can say right now. You just haven't seen enough from this football team. Uh, and maybe that, maybe that changes on Sunday. I will say this. If you want like the little kernel of optimism under Frank Reich, this team's been very good when everyone counts them out. I mean, that's probably some of the times we've seen some of their best performances are the games that they're not supposed to win, the ones that, you know, all week long going into, you, you've already kind of circled it as a loss. Uh, they've had some of their best games. So maybe you feel that way. And I will say, you know, the NFL is, it's not college football. There are no Alabama Sanford games. You know what I mean? There, there's, there's a way to win every game. It's just that some weeks, that path's a little more complicated. It's a yeah. little longer. There's a, there's a, maybe some trees down in your way that you have to climb <laughs> over. Uh, you know, and this is going to be one of those harder weeks, but it's look, they're all professionals. There's, there's talent on this football team. We've talked about that repeatedly. It was one of the parts of the optimism segment, uh, you know, on, on the last pod there's, there's talent on this football team. They need to show it on Sunday. The guys, who can make big plays, who have made big plays before for this football team. The 10 guys who have been to a Pro Bowl need to show up and play like Pro Bowlers on Sunday. 
And you're like, this team is better, right? Than we, like we've mentioned, this team is a lot better than so far what they showed to the first two weeks for sure. But also with that said, like when you're playing a Chiefs team right now, that's humming that I think already when the Colts were at their best and the Chiefs are at their best, the Chiefs is the Chiefs are already a better team, you know, than the Colts in general. So now coming in where you have two polar opposites, like you said, it's tough right now to see any sort of situation outside of just like the classic overlook where all oh, this game, you know, you know, I feel like we did in the NFL. Oh, this is going to be a blow. No, don't worry about it. And then it's a, you know, a Jets Brown situation where next thing you know, it's like, whoa, how did they win? That's really the only kind of hope you have to have is a, an overlook situation where, like you mentioned, Frank Reich's teams do play better uh, when kind of overlooked and counted out. And you hope that that, you know, rallying cry or that, you know, belief is strong this week for sure. At least put up a close showing, you know, make, make it more competitive. And even if you lose, at least give yourself, you know, a moral victory. I get it. You know, you'd be 0-2-1 and not exactly a time for a moral victory. But frankly, that's I think what they're playing for right now is just if you can keep it close, kind of give yourself some sort of spark to take it to week four against the Titans. Let's get nuts here, George. Finish, finish off the pile. Let's just continue with the optimism. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We talked to Bob Fesco before and I asked him this question. The Colts win this game if. Now he said the, the Chiefs don't show up. Maybe Patrick Holmes will go to St. Elmo's and he'll have some bad trim. Maybe there's a pothole, you know, near the stadium. He twists his ankle, goes down, can't play. That's Bob Fesco's way of saying the, that's how the Colts win on Sunday. What is your way? What is your path to victory here for the Colts on Sunday? They win the game if? If they get more sacks than the Chiefs and have fewer turnovers than the Chiefs. Uh, I think it's those explosive plays. You know, they've got to protect Matt Ryan. They've got to not turn the ball over themselves. They've got to get Patrick Mahomes on the ground at least a couple of times, and they've got to force I would say a minimum of three turnovers, whatever that is, whether it's fumbles or interceptions, they've got to get three extra possessions in this game. So if they, you know, protect the ball themselves, protect their quarterback, if they have fewer sacks allowed and fewer turnovers than the chiefs, they'll win this game. I will say the Colts win this game. If they get a bare minimum four sacks, because to your point, you're right. They need turnovers for sure. But if you can get this defensive line woken up, Get them going, and you can get this crowd into. We know this crowd loves, you know, when they see the quarterback go down. If you can get Quiddy Pay going, if you can get Yannick Ngakwe going for the first time into Forrest Buckner getting a rush up the middle, if the Colts get, I think, four sacks bare minimum in this game, you can establish some sort of momentum, have this Chiefs offense slow down, and give yourself a chance to make some plays. The Chiefs defense, it's better than what it's been, but also the Chiefs defense has not been very good for years past, so it's not like that's saying a lot, George, right? This Colts offense should have some areas where they can, you know, expose them and have some sort of success, especially if you can get an offensive line that's blocking for the first time this year. So if you're able to get Patrick Mahomes down, hit him, we know, you know, he has some sort, you know, a wrap on his left thumb. Um, We know, obviously, like any quarterback, he doesn't like to get hit. If you're able just to get him on the ground at least four times, I think that's one of the ways the Colts can win this game. And before we go any further, I want to say, clarify my last comment. I'm not insinuating, I'm not saying St. Elmo's serves bad shrimp. I'm just saying 
if you were to serve bad shrimp one time, St. Elmo's, maybe the team dinner for the Chiefs on Saturday night, not the worst time to kind of maybe break out, you know, a year old case of shrimp. Let's just throw it out there. Take one for the team is what you're saying. Right. Like, you know, a bad rap here or some bad PR from the Chiefs complaining because they all got food poisoning. Sure, maybe it may hurt the bottom line, but I'm sure Jim Mercer would understand it and support them. Uh Support that financially if they do have a little business go down. That's that's all I'm saying. You got to do what you got to do, George. You got to get the first one of the year. Would it, tough. would it hurt the bottom line in Indy though, or would it be good advertising? In, that's in true. Indianapolis at this point, that you know that's a good point. And Colts fans would shell out in droves after the game if they win that game to to thank St. Helms. You're right about that. <laughs> whatever it takes, George. When you are this desperate, you're sitting there at oh one and one. Whatever it takes, whether it's crowd noise, whether it's bad shrimp to get the Chiefs off their game. The Colts could use any sort of break they can get, that is for sure. So hopefully on Sunday, we'll be doing the first joyful Blue Horseshoe uh, reaction pod after the game. Not feeling very likely, that's for sure. George is going. Final score you said again, George, 38-14? 38-14. I'll go a little closer, 31-17. Either way, we don't see this one going in uh, the Colts' favor uh, any which way, but we will, though, be watching. We'll uh, be reacting. So make sure between now and the game, you follow us on Twitter at GM Bremers, where you can find George at Ryan underscore Hickey is where you can find me on Twitter. Hopefully not losing our minds, but probably tweeting some depressing Colts tweets after uh, another Chiefs blowout win. So we will be back Sunday night. Make sure to check us out immediately after the game. We'll be giving our thoughts on the week three game to see if the Colts can finally get their first win of the season. So we tune now and then have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday night right here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.